This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Ty Cats going to the Grey Cup, baby. This is going to be fun. Sunday, Tim Hortons Field. Ty Cats home field advantage against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That'll be nice if we can beat Winnipeg. You know, there's literally nothing to do in Winnipeg except cheer for the Blue Bombers. Yeah, the whole city will be devastated. Yeah, they'll never get over it. (laughs) We owe them one, too, from the last Grey Cup that was played. Uh, Winnipeg eked out the win there, so uh, it's going to be exciting on Sunday. Don't get too excited, though. You know, there's definitely we want we want the the crowd to be into it, but things got a little sloppy with the the Argos game on the weekend. Trying to piece together exactly what the hell is happening in mm-hmm. these videos that we're seeing, but allegedly a Thai Cats fan spit beer into the face of an Argos player. And then mayhem erupted. You had Argos players literally jumping up into the stands yeah, off of the field. And then uh, some guy wearing a, a Ticats flag as a cape, like charges swinging. What? Tries to punch one of the Argos players. How stupid can you be? I know. There's yeah, like, helmets on, number one. Helmets on, then there's like five of the guys, yeah. right? And they're all for sure bigger than you. Uh-huh. For sure. But I don't know if this is the same guy who was was allegedly spitting beer at yeah. the players. Or if this is just a different guy who saw an opportunity to try and fight. But sure. there's another video where uh, a Ticats fan, again, don't know if it's the same guy. He gets taken down hard as the players are coming off the field hmm. and, and security is taking him away in this one. Great season, great season. Get his ass beat. Oh, kick his ass. I don't know, it's crazy, man. Bossy Hamilton. Good season, boys. Yeah, listen, it's one bad apple. Don't paint the entire city uh, with the same brush here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Ticats, but this is unacceptable if it's it did happen the way they The majority saying. of Ticats fans would agree yes. that it's not right to spit beer in anyone's face. Yeah, or, you know, throwing beer, also rude, also unacceptable. But, you know, that seems to be an easy mistake to make in the heat of the moment. But chugging a beer, spitting it into the face of a player... During COVID and flu yeah. season, I mean, that's gross. Uh-huh. And then trying to fist fight players. <laughs> you can tell uh, that, that that's definitely a drunk guy move. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but have we learned nothing about the rumble from the rumble in the palace? Like, both from the fans. Malice and in the, the palace. Malice in the palace. Yeah, yeah. Like, both fans and players here. You know, even if you do get beer spit in your face, you gotta you gotta rein it in. You you can't let your anger take over here. The eyes of the nation will be on Hamilton Sunday. Just keep that in mind before you make a decision like this fan did on the weekend. Bossy Hamilton. Uh Jim, how about the uh, the Cuomo brothers there? <laughs> I am I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying watching these two guys fall apart because it's just, it was just a mess. Like, if you don't know who the Cuomo brothers are, one was the governor of, of New York. The other was a, a, a main anchor on CNN. And yeah. during COVID, Chris Cuomo from CNN was interviewing his brother 
praising how good his brother Andrew Cuomo was doing in New York while a record number of old people were dying in an old folks' home. And, and Andrew Cuomo was writing a book, and it was called something like How We Beat COVID. And it was six months into COVID. And they hadn't beaten it yet. And we're still but in he, COVID. But he started the book. Not only that, then he also got in trouble for sexual, uh, you know, misconduct as well. Andrew Cuomo did. The yes. governor of New York had to step down as governor. Uh, and it came to light last week that his brother Chris was feeding him information using his CNN status connections to give his brother the heads up on on what the media knew about his situation and what was coming his way. Yeah, and I think even he helped identify an unidentified woman that had accused him of something that they didn't oh, know the name of. Happened? And then he looked behind the scenes and called in a few favors and found out whoever whoever told the him, wedding girl was. Whoever told him wedding who girl the anonymous was. source was yeah. kind of deal, which is something you're not supposed to do in journalism, mm-hmm. even for your your bro. <laughs> Yeah, it's like what it's like Sin City, you know, like the movie. It's like the one brother is the governor, the other buddy's brother is the 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 news anchor, is the other brother the, the local deacon at the church too. Like how much <laughs> control all, do you have of New York? They're all helping each other out. Yeah, uh, Chris Cuomo was suspended uh, with an investigation launched by CNN into his conduct. Uh, by the end of last week, he has been let go. And then on Saturday, additional information came out. And now Chris Cuomo also hit with a sexual misconduct Uh-oh. allegation of his own. A former junior colleague at another network has accused him of something. We don't know exactly what those allegations are, but CNN is saying that is not why they fired Chris Cuomo they already had enough of a reason to let him go before that came out. So that was just a, a little kick him while he's down yeah. moment. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a rough year and a half for Mama Cuomo for sure. And the, the other Chris Cuomo thing that was ridiculous was at one point he said. I have COVID. I'm going to lock myself in my house for 14 days. Then he was busted three days later looking at real estate, and a guy confronted him and got in a confrontation with him, which is confirmed. And everybody knew about it. That was a news story. But still, after 14 days, he still filmed a, I'm a freak. Like, he emerged from his basement like he had been locked up for 14 days. So he didn't quarantine. He was saying he was quarantining, but he didn't quarantine. And and, and it was was a news story that he wasn't quarantining, yet he still filmed his reemergence into society. Society like it didn't happen. So you're not a Cuomo fan, is what I'm understanding. No, no, Jim. You mentioned Mama Cuomo. Is there a third Cuomo brother who maybe was like flying under the radar and he, he never was the favorite? Who now might be coming up the middle here? Yeah, he was working for Staten Island Waste Management or something like that, and now he is the golden child. Yeah, he he just works at Subway or something. <laughs> He's a sandwich artist, and now he's looking pretty good to Mama Cuomo. Jason is on the line. Hey, Jason. Good morning. How are you? Good. You want to give someone a shout-out? I want to put a shout-out to our London Mustangs, Western. Go. Excellent job. My nephew scored two touchdowns. Shout-out to Griffin Campbell and Marshall. Big kudos to them. Coach Marshall there. Yeah, congratulations. Western Mustangs win the Vanier Cup on the weekend over the Saskatchewan Huskies. The eighth national university championship for Western. So your nephew is he, is he a senior? Is he already drafted? What what's his future plans then? Um, fourth year because of COVID, he might be eligible for next year, but it's all up to him. He just want him to stay healthy. 
Yeah, yeah. Man, it'd be sweet to, if he went on to the NFL, and even the CFL would be incredible too, man. Yeah, he, uh, he did the, the combine last year. He did pretty well. He was forced in Canada for, for a couple of things. But once again, just shout out to all the boys there. They were awesome. Are you, uh, like, extra nice to the kid in case he does make it? Like, you want to be the, the uncle that uh, gets in, in there good. If you... Um, you know what? Regardless, good or bad, we love them all. Well, and you, he could probably kick your butt either way, so you definitely got to yeah. be nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, always, he always thinks he's going to be taller than me, but probably not. <laughs> but it's okay. Boys, Merry Christmas season greetings to everyone. Got the Christmas tree up at the Taz Mahal gym you on did. the weekend, yeah. Nice. Where'd you get the tree? I told you the story about my Christmas tree, didn't I? No, I don't think so. Oh, man. Oh, you know I love a good deal. <laughs> well, that's true. Oh, boy. Some people call me frugal. Others call me cheap. But I do enjoy <laughs> when I get a get a good deal on something. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, I think it was three, this was our third Christmas with this tree. I was in Lowe's, the hardware store, and... There were signs up, like these signs that said 70% off all Christmas stuff. This was like a week out from Christmas. Out or after? Uh, before Christmas. Wow. Yeah. And it was 70% off all Christmas stuff. And there was this massive Christmas tree, 12 feet, fake artificial tree with the lights built into it. And it had already been marked down 50%. So I'm like, hold on a second. Is this thing 70% off? 50% off? Well, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of percent off. That's 120% off. <laughs> I called the guy over, and I'm like, is this Christmas tree 70% off, 50% off? And he's like, let me check the system. Yeah, it is. Um, wrap it up, buddy. <laughs> so it's 12 feet tall. You have a mall Christmas tree? Basically, inside. yeah. Wow. Basically. And it's it snaps together. It's great. It's a, like... $2,000 Christmas tree. It cost me $300. That's sweet. With all of the ornaments, too, because they were all 70% off. So I just got, you need a lot of ornaments for a big tree. Sure. I filled up the cart with ornaments and I came home. The best part is my wife had been bugging me saying that we need a new tree. And I'm like, the one we have is fine. We're not getting a new tree. This one's, you'll live with this one. It's up for a month every year. Who cares? Yeah. And then I came home. I needed two other guys to help me carry the box. Like it must have came in a refrigerator box. Yeah, about the size of yeah, a refrigerator. Holy. The thing was massive. Uh, but it looks great. Yeah, put that up. and Nice. <laughs> now I'm just looking for good deals on Christmas presents to put under it. And they have to be tall as well or it's all going to look weird. Yeah, you can't get small <laughs> presents. That's the problem with a big tree. Have you put yours up? You're a real tree guy. Yeah, I love the real tree. We went to We got one from Lowe's the other day and got a real nice one well that's where i got my fake tree yeah we got a real one from the outside lot ah uh, yep. yeah 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 70 percent off no no it costs like 60 bucks you know decent and we, we slapped her up real quick and it, yeah i'm loving it problem with the real tree is you can't wait until after christmas to buy one for next year <laughs> yeah. right get a good deal yeah keep it underground where they hide it's everyone's favorite game about hiding things, and our contestant today is Kyle. How you doing, Kyle? Good, good. Kyle, we've got three stories about people hiding things. Uh, multiple choice. You guess where they hid them. You do it enough times, and you're going to be a winner of $100 in Lotto Max tickets. It could be worth $55 million to you. Now, there is a bonus prize, which we call the Daily Dumper. <laughs> One of the stories is about a person hiding something 
in their uh, bum bum area, okay? And if you think if you think the story I'm telling you is the Daily Dumper, you have to yell out Daily Dumper before I give you the multiple choice options, okay? Sounds good. First story here. An Australian man has been charged after Canadian officials seized a package that contained several kilos of methamphetamine. Where'd they hide it? Was the meth hidden inside a jar of Vegemite? Inside a package of kangaroo jerky? Hmm. Or inside an abstract painting? Painting. You're going with the painting? Yeah. You're sure you don't want to change it to kangaroo jerky, which is a real thing. Jim and I have tried it. That's true. At the Wine and Food Show a few years ago, yeah. right? That's where it was. Yeah, I'll go with the painting. Uh, stick with the painting. Good call. Yeah, we were just trying to mess with you. That's real. A- any painting's abstract if you do enough meth, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like enclosed in the back part of the painting, framed. Mm, yeah. And, uh, yeah, got the guy arrested. Next story, where'd they hide it? Three men arrested in the Netherlands for planning to smuggle $10 million worth of MDMA and cocaine. The National Crime Agency were listening to their phone conversations and heard one man say, we're going to hit the jackpot, adding that they were going to make effing mega dough. Uh-oh. <laughs> Didn't work out that way. Where'd they hide it? Were they planning to hide the drugs in fish tanks? In dog houses or in bird cages? Dog houses. I am sorry, mm. no. Fish tanks. Hmm. Fish tanks. Which is weird because they're see-through. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> Obviously, the bottom part, uh, sure. hidden compartment. And sometimes they can compress them into different objects. Like, and yeah. so maybe you can make it look like a, a castle or something made of sand. Yeah. Or you put it in the bottom. One of those old-timey diver men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, last one here. A man in England recently showed up to the emergency room with a World War II artillery shell on his body. The bomb squad was... (laughs) An active... Was called... I was thinking just the shell shell, but it's still got the gunpowder in it. What do you think? Do you want to use your daily dumper here on this one? that's the daily dumper. That's the daily dumper. World War II artillery shell stuck up his rear end. Holy moly. The classic, I slipped and fell on it by accident excuse. <laughs> you know, when you're walking precariously through a minefield, you might slip. If, you're, if you don't know what an artillery shell is from World War II, it's like a tank bullet. Like a giant tank bullet. You know, like when you jump over one in Super Mario? Mm-hmm. Uh, seven inches long, two oh. and a half inches in diameter. Oh, okay. You were picturing bigger? I was picturing like that big Bertha. Right, you know, right, that, right. Yeah, huge one that's on the train tracks, but yeah. Okay. Um, the doctors were able to remove the shell. Then they realized it might be dangerous when they saw exactly what they were dealing with. The bomb squad came. Luckily, it it was not explodable. Hmm. So the bomb squad or the bum squad? Who did they call it? <laughs> well, I'm sure after the procedure, he's explodable for the next little while as he recovers. Hey, a real love fest going on between uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss and the Foo Fighters on the weekend. Gene was at the, the Vegas Foo's show, came out on stage, waved to everybody, posting videos of him hanging out with the, the boys backstage before they went out. And then, you know, Dave uh, has been doing 
uh, this has become a tradition for him. With his buddy Greg Kirsten, he does the the Hanukkah sessions, where all the the nights of Hanukkah he does a cover tune from a Jewish artist. Mm-hmm. And the final night of Hanukkah, this is the tune that he selected. That's Dave Grohl on drums, full Gene Simmons makeup. <laughs> It's pretty good. That's yeah. I heard a couple of the covers he did. <laughs> this one seems like something that Dave could do in his sleep. But what was the other one I heard? He's like, "You say you only hear what I want." Lisa Loeb. He did Stay. that cover earlier in this. <laughs> these uh, these Hanukkah sessions. Gene Simmons retweeted the Foo Fighters video. Very excited about it. He wrote, uh, I'm speechless. Here are Dave Grohl and Greg Kirsten celebrating Hanukkah. Hold on to your seats. (laughs) Gene's loving the foos. That's awesome. Man, there's skunks everywhere. I saw a couple of skunks on my drive-in this morning, Jim. Yeah. Just waddling, walking around like they own the place, you know? Yeah, the nighttime belongs to the skunks. <laughs> I, I, I had my, my cousin Paul, remember we had him telling the story a while back about he caught a skunk in a trap. He thought he had a raccoon and it turned out to be a skunk and then he mm-hmm. didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how to, how to get the skunk out of the trap without getting sprayed. Yeah. And we were told by some experts that what you got to do is throw a blanket over top of it. Mm-hmm. And then get it out of the cage that way somehow. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it does spray, then it gets, you know, contained somewhat. This is a viral video. Man in Louisiana, great accent here, decided to remove a skunk that they had trapped inside a cage. Same situation as Cousin Paul. Didn't know about the blanket thing. Oh, boy. The wife, and this is my favorite part, the wife before the husband does it, let me grab the cell phone camera. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she knows that this isn't going to go well, right? <laughs> let me get the strikes. camera. And here's what happened. I'm going to win this war. Oh, you got to tell, Ray. Back up. You're good. No, I'm going to get him. No, please don't. I'm serious. I'm going to Oh, he stinks so bad. Is he spraying right now? I don't know, but he stinks. Yeah, he's spraying. Oh, oh, <coughs> Come on, dude. Let me just move you. I'm going to give you a new home. <laughs> Sorry, I can't go no more. <laughs> so his strategy was no strategy. <laughs> just go in there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm going to win this war. Famous last words. He may have won the war, but he definitely lost that battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful. Be careful if you catch one of those things. They uh, they look cute. <laughs> they look cute. They look fluffy, but boy, do they stink. Hey, we've talked about the uh, the Wizenator on the show before. Mm-hmm. The fake uh, the fake genitals to to beat a drug test. That's right. Yeah, you you get the, you match your skin tone. <laughs> yeah, to the Wizenator of your choice, and if you're trying to pass a drug test, you fill it with clean urine, and it looks like a male penis. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is watching you pee into a cup, you hope they're not looking too closely and you can maybe get away with that one. Mm -hmm. This one a little tougher to get away with, I think. A 57-year-old man in Italy was busted when he tried to uh, 
trick medical workers who were giving him the COVID vaccine by wearing fake arms. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he had double, he had a, made a contraption that he strapped onto himself. Wow. And it was two fake arms. <laughs> two fake arms? Oh, because you don't know which one it's going to go into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Initially, the nurse thought he was an amputee and was like, okay, we're going to have to try the other arm. Went over to the other arm and... Double amputee? Right. But the guy must have... So he had his arms. They were tucked into his shirt, I Mm -hmm. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He had, uh, you know, a coffee cup duct tape to his fake arm (laughs) to make it look real. Swinging him around <laughs> when oh, he hey, walks. Yeah, trying, to, trying to talk with his hands to make it look uh, normal. He's in Italy, bud. That's a stereotype. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, that's, that's how he got busted. Yeah, yeah. He was a 57-year-old Italian man who wasn't talking with his hands. <laughs> he, does he have fake arms on? He must. Sun's not right here. <laughs> he eventually admitted that, yes, he was trying to get a vaccine card without actually getting the shot. He didn't think the nurse would notice. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what the arms were made of, because it'd be tough to get the needle through rubber, plastic. I don't know. Like, what could it possibly go through? This guy's a dentist as well. Hmm. So you'd think he'd he'd have some sort of sense of, of how medicine works and, and needles work. Mm-hmm. Maybe he used some sort of compound he had in the dentist's office. Yeah, maybe you could... Uh... Maybe you could use what those guys would use on Mythbusters. You know that gel stuff they would always use for human body? You could probably get a needle to that, paint it skin tone. You just get a couple of those arms that they sell at the dollar store around Halloween. Yeah, yeah. You know the ones that you hang out of the back of your trunk to make? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the blood on them. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, He's not charged with anything as of this point, but he has been suspended from work. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. <laughs> Two fake arms. <laughs> A for effort. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, cock, you peacock, cock, cock, you Sports peacock, time with Devin Peacock, peacock from Global peacock, News Radio, our peacock, sports guy. Dev, everybody got fired over the Vancouver Canucks organization on the weekend. Everybody's gone in Vancouver. Jim Benning, general manager, gone. Uh, Travis Green, head coach, gone. Assistant GM, uh, John Weisbrod, gone. Assistant coach, Nolan Baumgartner, gone. Everybody was uh, fired in Vancouver on Sunday. And where they go from here is interesting because they have hired Bruce Boudreau to be their head coach for the next year and a half. You don't obviously hire the head coach before you hire the GM. So Boudreaux might not be in Vancouver for a long time. If he and the new GM hit it off, great. But who knows? That's putting the cart before the horse. The Vancouver Canucks are in a a bad way right now. And it might be a while before they turn this around. Uh, Maybe it's just a new voice in the room that helps. But uh, based on how bad this season has gone, it might be more than that. What do you guys think of this? Because I saw I saw both sides of the argument. A fan threw their jersey on the ice at a Canucks game the other day, and uh, he's just done with the team. Do you think as a fan you're justified in doing that at this point, Dev, or is it still rude to throw your jersey away in that fashion? I just think I don't even believe that fan's done with the team. Yeah. Are you telling me, like, you care that much 
to throw the jersey on the ice that you're actually going to give the team up? No, of course not. This is like when you, uh, you know, you you have a fight with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you just stomp out and then you you make a big production of it. Then you just come, you know, kind of slinking back like, sorry, baby, I, I, I misspoke. I, I don't want to break up. I want I love you. I love you. And that fan will regret throwing that jersey on the ice because every jersey that you get rid of, like from your childhood, whatever, you wish you had it as an adult. Like you never get rid of sports jerseys ever. If you're a true fan, you can't give up the team. I mean, I'm a Leafs fan, and I, I can't give up the team. Uh, if, if you are in on the team, you're in on the team for better or for worse, and for right now, it's for worse for the Vancouver Canucks. Caca! Vaping. A lot of people seem to love their vaping, Jim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As a replacement for cigarettes, of course. And you remember those cigarette packages, Taz? Like, some show, like, the bad teeth... Some show like the yeah, heart terrible. attack. It's scary every time. The, the scariest the throat cancer one. Yeah, yeah, scary. The scariest one is the flaccid cigarette though, which says like smokes could uh, affect you in the bedroom and give yeah, you erectile floppy, dysfunction. The, the floppy cig. Yeah, yeah. Give you a floppy cig. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, vapors, but men who vape are more likely to experience erectile dysfunction says the New York University uh, scientists from the Grossman School of Medicine. They said that people who vape are nearly two and a half times as likely to suffer from ED as those who do not smoke at all. So maybe still better than actually smoking cigarettes. It could still be an improvement, but definitely not as good as not vaping at all. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the cause of it is, but there are still plenty of random chemicals in the vape right yeah you know it's not some sort of something yeah you you pull off a plant and squeeze it into a vial and you just smoke that um could they start adding uh viagra to the vape to counteract it i mean but but then you're walking around town all day <laughs> come in from your from your smoke break <laughs> Were you vaping? No. no. Why would you say that? <laughs> Get back on the elevator, door closes on it. Oh, that hurt. What floor are you on? I'll press the button. Bing. <laughs> hey, excuse me. Someone, someone equated, a doctor friend I know, equated vaping to this. Like, if you're going to eat butter, okay? If you're going to eat a pound of butter. Mm-hmm. Which we've all considered. It would be pretty difficult to do. Right? Yeah, yeah. But if you melted a pound of butter in a pan and just breathed it in, you could probably do it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Then you get lung butter. Or was it drinking butter? You could drink the butter. It was something about butter. Anyways, it made me, it, it, my perspective on vaping changed a bit after he told me that story. Uh, I apologize for not telling it sure, properly. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to discourage kids from from vaping, but I think the fact that your boners will go away might be <laughs> enough of a uh, of a deterrent. But uh, but you know, for the for the butter analogy, though, it's like when we switch to margarine, and everybody's like, margarine is the healthy alternative, and now yeah. margarine is like the worst thing for you. Apparently, apparently, you're not supposed to eat it now. So like, a vape is the healthy alternative until the studies come out. Vape is probably the, not. Vape is the margarine of smoking, Jim. <laughs> You brought it back around. Good job. And your boners might go away. Softer than butter, they say. (laughs) And not straight from the fridge butter. We're talking left on the counter butter. (laughs) Overnight butter. (laughs) I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock. 
It's time for sports. Devin Peacock, our sports guy from Global News Radio, is here, and we'd like to welcome all you cool cats and kittens to the show. It was it was a big cat kind of football weekend. You had uh, the Thai Cats making the Grey Cup and the Lions acting like they had won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Detroit Lions, with Dan Campbell as their head coach, since the very beginning, it just seemed like the hottest of messes with this guy. And cheering like you've won something when you've really won almost nothing. I mean, the Detroit Lions won in large part because the Minnesota Vikings and Mike Zimmer uh, really uh, uh, screwed the pooch on the way uh, down to the end of that game. So, I mean, yes, congratulations on the Detroit Lions winning, but I had, you know, some Lions fans who were kind of hoping because the NFL season is now 17 games, not 16 games for the regular season, that the Lions become the first team to go winless in a 17-game season, <laughs> and they blew that. They can't even <laughs> lose right. I, I love the, uh, the jerseys. Uh, you see Lions fans occasionally with the Owen the name yeah. on the back, Owen, and 16 <laughs> is the number because they've had an Owen 16 season, uh, but never an Owen 17. So that would have been something, but they did get their first win of the uh, of the season here. And how about those tie Cats beating out the Argos? We're going to have some fun in Hamilton coming up on Sunday with the Great Cup. They came from behind to win this game. What is uh, really interesting about this Grey Cup matchup, so it's going to be Hamilton and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. First off, the Grey Cup is sold out. So to go from nothing last year to a sellout in the Grey Cup this year is fantastic. But also, this Grey Cup is a matchup of the last Grey Cup. Winnipeg beat Hamilton in that game. However, the Grey Cup is going to be in Hamilton, so maybe home field advantage mm. will be what tips the scales for the Ticats. Obviously, we'll talk more Ticats Grey Cup leading up to Sunday. Thanks, Dev. Cuckoo! Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.